welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. One of the most important scientific hours that you'll ever listen to is the uh, hour number two on Fridays with Ann Morrison. We do videos usually the same day or the next day. Uh, and we've lots of stuff to cover. So what's the first topic you want to cover today uh, on t- your website blog, Twiland, T-W-I-L-A-N-D.info. And by the way, you accept donations to support all the hard work you do. Um, this is uh, an important program. What What's on the agenda today? Well, breaking news first is that uh, five people have been arrested at the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. And uh, we thought that they, things had calmed down, but uh, there were 100 protesters uh, on a bridge Thursday, uh, and they, the police said that they tampered with construction barriers and stole the dot sign that's Department of Transportation, and five individuals were eventually arrested for trespassing. Okay, 6.2 magnitude earthquake 26 miles deep. In uh, Indonesia, uh, no tsunami that just happened. And uh, just announced was that NASA has found two more comets that will uh, be close to Earth, probably visible to uh, Earth uh, in February. And one of them is, they're not sure what it is. <laughs> it's, it, it, they, they think it's a migrated comet comet or a runaway asteroid so they don't know what that one is right and uh, the other one they do know about it's uh c uh, 2016 u1 which uh with the two, 2016 means that it was first seen in 2000 this last year but it says its orbit lasts thousands of years and in january it will make its closest approach to the twin Swinging around Mercury's orbit before, so it'll go around the sun. So anyway, that's uh, now. Let's get back to what what I had. Uh, I want to talk just briefly about uh, Zika. Right. Um, we have some counts. Uh, they've decided that travel associated cases reported, and uh, the one laboratory case makes the total four thousand seven hundred and fifty six. Now, you remembered that Dr. Hachi said, multiply that by 10, so it's really 40,000, 47,560. And uh, they've had, uh, they were, 38 of those were sexually transmitted, and 13 have resulted in Guillain-Barre syndrome. In the territories, the uh, locally acquired cases, now these are going to be out of Puerto Rico, are 34,463, and uh, travel-related, 131, so for a total of 34,594. So you have to multiply that by 10. So we're talking 340,594. Wow. So uh, the numbers, numbers are getting up. Those are yeah. getting, well, uh, you have to remember that four-fifths of the people don't show any symptoms, and uh, it is finally... <clears throat> they have made Zika reportable. So now the, the doctors in the hospitals, they have to report when they have a Zika case. Before they now, didn't have to, it wasn't. Now, by reporting, are they basing it on clinical presentation, uh, PCR testing, uh, of blood or of other bodily fluids like endocervix? What, what's their criteria? <clears throat> I don't know what their criteria is. It just says that they have to notify the CDC if they're treating a Zika case. Okay. Uh, Florida. 
Uh, locally acquired cases are now 2,210. Uh, multiply that by 10, so 2,100. And it's uh, it's uh, 98% of the cases in the state. So most of them, most of the locally acquired cases of Zika are in Florida by 98%. Wow. Um, in Texas, uh, 2%. <laughs> We have five cases so far. I think they're a little behind. Yeah, Puerto Rico is our big, is the big one in uh, in our territory. <clears throat> right. Uh, locally acquired cases, 33,487, which is 97% of the locally acquired cases. Now, they do have some travel-related cases, too. Um, they found, they did a study of the mothers. You know how the how Zika crossed the Pacific Ocean. It went from um, Yap Island to uh, to Tonga to Tahiti, which is now French Polynesia. Well, uh, somebody decided they did that. Uh, it did that between 2009 and 2012, uh, before it got into Brazil and South America. So they went. There was a study that was done. And uh, they went and they looked at Hawaiian, uh, Hawaiian people who delivered babies with or without microcephaly in those years to see if it had migrated to Hawaii. So they, they, uh, they, did, they went back and looked at the birth rec- records, and yes, they found that, <clears throat> that uh, there was convincing evidence that Zika, that the mothers anyway, had uh, born that the babies that were born with microcephaly had had been born from Zika acquired, where Zika has been acquired by the mothers. Right. So yeah, there was an offshoot of. Now they don't know uh, where it came from because the records aren't that clear. Uh, but supposedly somebody traveled and ended up in Hawaii. Uh, they aren't saying that uh, that the mosquitoes spread it. But uh, they could have. It got spread anyway. Uh, they only did a small study. We have to think about Zika. Um, you know, we've got a demographic squeeze. You know, a demographic squeeze means that uh, we don't have enough um, children being born to support those who are uh, 65 or older. And... Um, it's, uh, it's because we have a falling birth rate and right. uh, slower immigration. And uh, what's happening is that Zika is doing two things. One, it's killing babies that are being born. And uh, 40%, by the way, 40% of, of uh, mothers who have Zika, 40% of their babies will be born and die. <laughs> and, and also... Uh, the women, because of the Zika epidemic, women are putting off having uh, families or starting right. families or having children. They're just right. saying, well, we'll just wait until until this clears up or until we know more about it. And uh, so we have, a, we have a demographic disadvantage. And, uh, you know, the America's fertility rate has been falling since 2007, but um, 
the share of the population that is active in the labor force has slipped, both because of aging and because of the recession that occurred in 2007 to 9. So, the, the general fertility rate fell to 63 that ended in June this year, the lowest since at least 1920, and uh, well below the recent high of 69, which was recorded in 2007, right before the uh, recession. And uh, the total fertility rate uh, has fallen, and uh, it's at 1.9, which is below the replacement rate of 2.1. So... Uh, this is not good. Yeah, what we're talking um, about is a demographic implosion, and it will be a change in the life curve in terms of the distribution of population cohorts, and that's catastrophic. It's already happening in Japan, isn't it? Yes, yes, in China. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have. They are not having enough babies to support the older population. Now, right. if you, what you have to understand is that the growth, for instance, from uh, 1970 to um, uh, today has been based on Americans and uh, replacement level immigration. In other words, the fertility rate was high enough, and then we also had uh, the immigrants who were having babies. So, but that's going to peak, and then it's going to fall. That's what they're projecting. Right. And the new immigrants, so now starting uh, in 1970s where they started this chart, uh, they they say they're going to have 571 million. And, you know, we only have, what, 330 million yeah. people now. So the, the new immigrants and their children will uh, add uh, 571 Uh, soon. So it's called our lost future. In other words, our country is going to be uh, given to those who come in, not to those who settled. Right, and the the reason is uh, three primary reasons. The first is the leftist policy toward abortion and the nuclear family. The second is financial things that are attacking the middle class. And uh, the third, I think, is that we have a differential culture that doesn't believe in an extended family like the Hispanic populations or even Muslims. So if you go in Israel, the average Muslim uh, that lives in Palestine has three to four wives and 13 children. The average Jew in Israel has 1.1 children. So you can't replace that population when you're at that rate. And it's a simple matter that the baby carriage will take over the country, not the gun. Right? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Baby carriers will take it over, and right. if uh, and if we want uh, to retain our constitutional government, we need to think about what we're well, doing. We, need a, we also need to rethink the whole feminist policy and the whole uh, idea of attacking the nuclear family. When I was a kid, one income, of, let's say my father, could support a family and pay for a car in cash and have a home and not have to have credit and all this foolishness, and you didn't have the massive debt. The average American now, more than 85% of the population, can't put $1,000 together of the middle class to actually pay for an emergency like an automobile breakdown or co-payment on a health care issue. And it's not surprising that young people, I think 40% of young people up to 35 are living with their parents in America. And that's okay if they transition from that into being married in a home 
when they have children. But a lot of young people now with the costs of education, they can't afford to because their credit can get so destroyed with student loans now, they can't afford to have a home, a car, or actually start a family. So all these pressures are forcing our population to implode at the same time we have policies with leftist governments like Obama's that's encouraging people to come in that will reproduce, and we produce in, in circumstances that are tougher for the average population because they'll stack them and rack them in these apartments or homes, and uh, they're producing lots of babies. So I, what I see happening is we have a suicidal policy in America, and our culture is deteriorated, and we're attacking the family. And um, I, I see it, it's not just a, a female problem, it's a male problem, it's a family problem, it's a cultural problem. And it's an idea that, uh, you know, we persecute young people so they don't have enough finances. And then we encourage women not to reproduce until their 30s, and by which time either are sterile or they can only have a small family, one or two children. So it's, it's, it's all negative stuff. Yes, and uh, we certainly need to think about the economic consequences, uh, not only for us, but for our descendants. We need to... Uh, well, well, this I, is not a brave... What I see happening, though, is I think they're going to replace them with sentient robots and lab-grown cyborgs. People say that won't happen. I said, well, I'm sorry to blow your bubble, but uh, we're moving toward a hive-type culture where human beings will be the bottom class. They'll be... Uh, Sentient robots and artificial intelligence, it's predicted by the late 1940s, will exceed human intelligence, and the development of cyborgs, part human or transgenic human-animal hybrids with cybernetic uh, enhancement will also be, in a sense, a form of cyborg robot will be also coming on by mid-century. And people say they don't see this coming. I'm thinking, well, if you don't reproduce human beings, you're going to have a non-human subclass. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it is. We've seen a lot of movies with that theme. Yeah, and and especially in advanced culture. For example, one of the things that that Donald Trump's talking about is bringing factories back to America. But part of this is something that's completely beyond the control of the Chinese. So, for example, Foxconn in China that makes a lot of the Apple phones have already moved that a lot of their production lines are totally robotic. It doesn't matter whether your robotic plant is in Georgia or in Zhangjiang, China. The fact is, if you put it in, in Georgia... You have a short uh, arm to actually get it to the distribution network. And also, the innovators tend to be here in America. 80 to 90% of all patents on Earth are American. So if you have a company that's owned by the People's Republican Army, it's wise to move the the robotic factory to America and still get your big profits and still get the innovation because you have American technicians and scientists developing the new tech. And your production lines need very few humans because... Just like in Foxconn, they're firing all the humans and replacing them with robot production. That's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of the stuff that Trump is talking about, it's just a natural move by the world economy. In other words, the slave state where we need huge populations of slaves to fulfill our needs for toys and, and simple consumables is ending. Everything's moving to 3D printing and robotics. Well, okay, uh, that you know, this is this is serious news, folks. Mm-hmm. All our listeners need to think about this. You need to discuss it. You need right. to uh, vote, uh, vote American. Okay, it also I want to means move that on. the issues like uh, 
like abortion. I believe that women have the right to be sterile and they should have a valve system so they don't get exposed to toxic birth control pill. I've known for 30-some years that most of the birth control pill made from horse marrow urine makes 16-hydroxyestronatics that causes breast cancer. The first uh, obstetrician that told me about this was almost 40 years ago. And being a biochemist, I can tell you, uh, we have a simple valve developed by a doctor that later became working for Health One Columbia in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas, uh, 30 years ago. And these valves could literally make a woman completely sterile, incapable of getting pelvic inflammatory disease. And if she simply wanted a pregnancy, she just turned the valve back on. And you wouldn't have to worry about abortion or any of these other issues. They'd be non-issues. But a woman could space her pregnancies. And uh, we also need to make it possible that younger people can go to school and still have a career. For example, uh, it, our current health care system doesn't allow female doctors to work part-time because they can't afford the insurance. Whereas if female doctors could work part-time and be not on a fee-for-service but on a salary, you'd have a lot more female physicians and other health providers still having a family at home and working part-time, just like any other career, engineering or whatever. So I, we don't really accommodate uh, the female side of the workforce properly, as far as I'm concerned. And we also don't accommodate the fact that the families need to have a lot more help. Uh, you know, Ivanka Trump is working on this. But we need to start discussing these issues because we're going to move into a minefield here where it's going to start warping our culture. Either we accept a lot of people from the Middle East and elsewhere where literally we become a, a branch of Islam, for example. The Islamification of Europe could occur in the next five years easily. It may not take decades. In America, it could take, say, 10 or 20 years. But it's going to happen if we don't wise up. Right? That's what what we need to do. We need to wise up. Yeah. So I want all our listeners to think about what we're talking about today. Yeah. What's the next issue? Yeah, the next issue. I want to talk about the land grab that just happened with the current administration. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There were two new national monuments created. Uh, one of them was Gold Butte, and uh, it was 300,000 acres, and it was close to the Clive and Bundy land. And, is that um, the one? That, is that up in uh, Wyoming? Where is that? Or in, in Oregon? Nevada. Nevada, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just think that it was done in spite. I think Clive and Bundy, you know, he... <laughs> He got into a brouhaha with the BLM people, and I think they just they just took that acreage and made it a national monument, which means that he can't um, graze his cattle on there. So What's they got funny about that is that land has a ton of uranium under it, and they've already given uranium rights to these international companies. One of them is actually mining that uranium to send it to Russia under agreements that Hillary Clinton did. So yes, they, I know. They, they won't let the cattle graze in the land, but they're going to dig up uranium and give it to Russia. How crazy yep. is that? I, it's crazy. Yeah. And then the other one is the New Bears Ears, Buttes, <laughs> and it's a new national monument near Blanding, Utah. Almost two million acres in southeastern Utah. Two Man. million. Yeah, that one has. Yeah, I want to talk about new gold first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the new Gold Butte National Monument is close to the Clive and Bundy land, and I hear music, which I guess yeah. means that we'll have yeah. to talk we're, about We're on the bumper. Break. We'll be back. 
You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Statmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high-fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. NNARepublic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. You've probably heard about all the great benefits of goat milk soap. But did you know, some companies take shortcuts. At Old New England Soap, we make our organic goat's milk soap using 36% goat's milk. That's 17% more than most others. Our bars are larger, so they last longer, producing lots of lather packed with vitamins. And our soap is a natural moisturizer that smooths dry and damaged skin. Order online at oldnysoap.com. That's oldnysoap.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. OldNeSoap.com. Water-based soaps on supermarket shelves use harsh chemical acids to break down dead skin cells. And that's just not good for you. At Old New England Soap, our soaps are made without chemical ingredients, contain no alcohol or petroleum products, and use 85% organic materials and carry the USDA's organic certification. Try some today. Go to OldNeSoap.com. That's OldNeSoap.com. OldNeSoap.com. I have actually been on Balance of Nature for a year now. I have MS, and I recently had an MRI. This is the first year that I've had a stable MRI, so I'm thrilled. When I have an MRI with MS, usually there are glowing spots that come through, which is damage on the, on the nerves in my brain and my spinal cord, and when they're glowing, it means they're active. And then my last MRI, they pulled it up, and I honestly couldn't believe that it was my MRI. There was nothing glowing. And in fact, the dark spots were shrinking. They were healing. And the doctor actually said to me, I think we're in remission. I was so happy. I had no idea that that could be my reality. Call now to find out how to get your free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code TSL. And we're back with Ann Morrison, and we're at the New Gold Butte National Monument. Now, these monuments, by the way, were just, you know, passing last-minute things with Obama. And, of course, they're shots against uh, the use of national lands. But it's, there's a, a dual agenda here, isn't there? Well, I, I can't make out the politics of this. I mean, this whole thing is illegal. You can't just take 
land from a state unless the state lets you. There has to be a vote of the people, or uh, if not in the state, at least in the county, uh, to allow it. I think it has to be by the whole state. Right. And then the state has to authorize the, the lands uh, be used for a national monument. So this Gold Butte, um, which is close to the Clive and Bundy land, is a petroglyph site. And petroglyphs were um, cave drawings that were made by the early residents. In other words, they predate uh, the settle, settlement of North America uh, right. by, by a long time. <laughs> and so yeah. these, these are historical and uh, they should be preserved. I'm not saying they shouldn't be preserved. I just don't think that they should have been preserved in the way that they think they are. Because one thing, they're going to build a... Uh, they used to have a parking spot, and uh, people had to hike in to see them, uh, maybe 20 miles, 25 miles. And uh, they're going to build a new Gold Butte Road, yeah, 25 miles into the site. And uh, so it's going to get a lot more visitors. And there's, uh, as far as I can tell, there's no indication that they're going to provide any any security forces for the case. Now, I would have rather seen them uh, deed the land over to the University of Nevada right. and, uh, um, and then have them put a, a uh, college, uh, you know, an extension college out there and have them provide for for security, and then use it as a teaching lab. Uh, historical, they could have uh, had a history, they could have yeah. a geological um, section to their school out there, and of course they could teach the regular uh, Right, classes. I think there's an open mic there, uh, Dan, so, uh, uh, at, at the studios. So, uh, the, uh, you know, to have them, uh, that would have been a better solution. Right now, I, the, what they're doing is, is well, it's illegal. That's what right. they're doing. And, but, you know, uh, don't, don't uh, worry about the, the federal government, including Obama, and all these different departments have been getting away with murder for ages. So they do unconstitutional and illegal things all the time. And I guarantee you that uh, part of the swamp cleaning will be reversing this foolishness, spending money on stupid things rather than dealing over the land to the university to manage it properly. And it's a good example of the duplicity of the government not letting the ranchers ranch where they've been doing it for 100 years. But yetting, uh, letting the land be deeded to international mining companies to mine uranium. This is pretty crazy stuff. Yes. And uh, I have a blog on that, by the way. Uh, but it was done at the last autumn sometime. And right. I'll have to look and make sure that I've got an index to it. That would okay. be back on your website, twiland.info, so people should be able to yes. go there and find it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Bears Ears National Monument... And it's the uh, two million. It's one point nine million acres. So it's almost two million acres in southeastern uh, Utah, and it is close to Navajo tribal lands. Navajo, Navajo tribal yeah. lands. Right. And uh, the Navajo don't disagree that it is not part of their reservation. You know, we have treaties with our uh, indigenous uh, peoples. And they have reservations, and they they are separate uh, from the United States. They don't come under United States law, except uh, occasionally, I guess, if they run amuck. And as long as they stay where they're supposed to stay. 
they have uh, their own laws and everything. Anyway, but it is close to those Navajo tribal lands, and uh, so uh, and it's two million acres, and uh, they 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 do have access from U.S. roads, U.S. ninety five, two seventy six, two sixty one, and uh, so. What's the purpose of making saying, a monument? Is there, you know, like. Uh, Petroglyphs or some other historical thing people can look at. What's the reason? This is the only Native American-led push for a national monument in the 109-year history of the Antiquities Act. Wow. So this is very unusual for them. There's no precedent for this. Right. So in other words, you can't really figure out why they're... Casting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call angioprim toll-free at 877-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. Call 877-882-7221. Or go to the website, angioprim.com. It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom. This is something you won't want to miss. Go to appsapart.com now or call 646-860-9540. That's 646-860-9540. Get the I Can Get 2. 
That's I-C-A-N-G-E-T, the number two, silent salesman app at appsapart.com. That's A-P-P-S-A-P-A-R-T.com. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. Aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. Airoutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to Airoutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at Airoutfitting.com. song that I had a uh, techno writer a top notch in Germany that actually contributed that um, bumper to us so uh, and you had an interesting caller I guess on uh, John Moore's show earlier that was pretty angry and uh, what was the thesis that you were talking about and uh, what, what uh, triggered him to have his, his boat of anger well I, I mentioned James Hansen and he's the leading climate scientist he uh he worked at, he was the head of NASA for 35 years. He uh, retired about, well, in 19, in 2013, about three years ago, I guess, or four. Right. And um, uh, he was the head of the Goddard Institute for Space Studies in New York. And he has testified before Congress, marched in rallies, and participated in protests against the Keystone XL pipeline and Big Coal. He went... <laughs> So far, has to call the coal trains death trains. So you know he's a very controversial figure, but because he has this this history behind him, you know, um, I assume that you've heard that the uh, rumor is that <clears throat> that um, uh, the incoming administration is going to stop NASA. From uh, looking at climate change, they're they're not they don't want NASA to be looking down on the Earth and taking measurements. They want them to be uh, setting out to explore whatever we can in our solar system. So uh, so this is uh, you know they have been NASA has been uh, providing photographs. They've uh, put up satellites that take measurements. That's where I get my. My pictures for the ozone hole, they've been measuring the stratosphere and the ozone in the stratosphere and other things. And uh, anyway, in, uh, apparently, you remember in November this year, the, in 2016, 
the temperatures in the Arctic, remember that, hit 36 degrees above average, and there was a spike. I mean, they just, yeah. over the course of a week, the temperature went above freezing. And, um, and then in September, uh, that was in November, in September, so before that, the uh, average measurements of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere hit a record 400 parts per million. Now, so they had, uh, you know, this was when the leaders of the world's biggest economies had signed a new treaty to cut carbon pollution in the coming decades. And um, so the, the new administration thinks that climate change is a hoax cooked up by the Chinese. Right. Anyway, what he's involved in now, <clears throat> he is involved in a lawsuit, and this is what we need to follow. He's involved in a lawsuit against suit against the federal government, uh, brought by 21 kids under the age of 21, and one of them is his granddaughter. And the lawsuit argued that politicians knowingly allowed big polluters to wreck the Earth's atmosphere and imperil the future of young people in America. And a few weeks ago, a federal district judge, so this is a federal district court, judge in Oregon delivered an opinion that found a stable climate is indeed a fundamental right, clearing the way for the case to go to trial in 2017. Yeah, now, uh, can can I throw a little bit of my experience? I was a oceanographer before I went into medicine in 1973, and um, I know that NOAA has fiddled the data, so we'd actually, we're heading into a modern ice age right now, and there were a group of scientists three and a half years ago. Uh, well, remember that called... Noah. Remember that Noah is not NASA. Right. I'm not talking about NASA. I'm talking about Noah. Uh, I know that I've had my climate experts on talking about the climate. Uh, there are various things going on in terms of the climate change, which people should start to understand. The the crazy spikes are partly due to the gear changing as you head into a modern mini ice age. But we also have other factors. For example, the release of radiotoxins from Fukushima punched holes in the ozone layer. And uh, certain kinds of pollutants are toxic to the upper atmosphere, to the ozone layer as well. But there's a thing called a carbon-oxygen cycle. And the carbon-oxygen cycle, if it's operating properly, converts carbon dioxide back into oxygen. Some of the problems that we've done is we've actually poisoned the ocean. So there's 100,000 dead zones in the oceans, some of them as large as several hundred thousand square miles. We also have chopped down half of the rainforest which converts about 20% of the world's oxygen comes from the rainforest. 80% comes from the 10 meters of the benthic layer of the oceans, just the phytoplankton. So if we wanted to start converting oxygen, we'd reseed the oceans with uh, phytoplankton or pseudophytoplankton to just simply take the oxygen, the carbon dioxide, and just convert it back to oxygen. It's that simple. The problem is we, we, we allow pollution. For example, the Chinese, we, I sat through a seminar with our Academy of Environmental Medicine about 12 years ago in Colorado Springs. And 83% of the mercury landing on our crops, and including our organic crops in America, is dirty coal from China. So we have multiple issues here. Pollution is a big issue. The problem is when you make carbon credits uh, and a control of carbon your key goal, which, by the way, is so that they can get control of the world energy markets based on carbon dioxide and and fossil fuels, we call it, but it really isn't fossil fuels at all because the nuclear reactors of the Earth actually generate the 
hydrocarbons, and that was presented in 1951, a year before I was born, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the Russians understood this gold theory. I have friends who are actually deep uh, drillers in Kazakhstan, they're you know, very close friends, that uh, Connie and her husband, Muso, actually are, are there um, in Kazakhstan doing deep drilling for uh, companies that are affiliated with the Russians, and the Russians are the deepest drillers on the planet. The uh, the oil is made deep inside the earth in giant batholiths. For example, there's one at the solstice of the Dead Sea that's more than 26,000 feet deep. This is well below where any dinosaur ever existed. So uh, I see multiple issues here. They also don't talk about solar and galactic weather because gravity waves from deep space affect the unstable nuclei of ringwoodite, which releases nascent oxygen and hydrogen and releases water, which actually lowers the melting point of rock. This is proven in Northwestern University. And the, uh, the intercontinental cleft, which is about 26,000 miles long that's around all the oceans of the world, actually has a ringwoodite rock coming up in the center of the ocean floor. Uh, the fact is, this ringwoodite is the thing that drives earthquakes and volcanoes. Uh, our climate is controlled by the fourth and fifth layers of the Van Allen radiation belt, and we're directly interlocked with space weather, with the sun and deep space things happening as far away as star systems sending gravity waves. So uh, I, I think what's happened is we don't put all the drivers in. Carbon dioxide, I think, uh, knowing look at Mount Erebus in Antarctica, generates more pollution of carbon dioxide and other toxic gases every day than 10,000 of the largest coal-fired generators in the world. So uh, the problem I see is if you hamstring you know, the older style, what I call coal and hydro and fracking and other oil systems generating energy, you uh, have a direct effect on population growth and on energy, which means that second and third worlds can never uh, modernize. On the other hand, we need to be moving toward nuclear fusion technology, which we have suppressed, but the Chinese have it. They have assigned 3,500 scientists actually in the next 20 years uh, develop fusion reactors and We've been suppressing the technology, which we've had for five decades, because we don't want the people to know that we know how to make really limitless star-powered energy. So, uh, And what they use is helium-3 from the, the moon, in fact. Uh, this is exactly what the, the Chinese have actually publicly stated, that they're going to do mine the moon for helium-3 and create tokamak fusion reactors. I've talked about it for almost eight years, how to build them, because I found out from my contacts inside Lockheed Martin and U.S. Space Command. So... Uh, you know, there's a lot of duplicitousness going on here. So this so-called scientist uh, trying to state that, that carbon dioxide is a death gas, simple, simple dimple. Go into bioengineering super algae and just take planes and see the benthic layer of the oceans and the carbon dioxide count will drop. The other thing that we have to watch out is besides carbon dioxide, we've got methane hydrates. And whatever's going on with the planet, the methane hydrates are bubbling up everywhere from the permafrost to right off of Camp Pendleton Marine Corps Base. And methane hydrates actually will stay up six months or longer before it turns to CO2, and they're, they are pretty dangerous. They will cause a spike in temperature because they're a very uh, powerful the thermal blanket, if you want to call it, and we don't know what's causing all these methane hydrates to release from the ocean floor. Uh, apparently, according to the energy storage, in all the methane hydrates, some of them up to two miles deep in some places, there's over 2,000 times more energy in the methane hydrates at the bottom of the ocean floor than all the proven oil, oil and coal reserves on the planet. So there's a lot of things we don't know. And the problem is 
that the public media, including these people with these lawsuits, don't talk about the level of ignorance we have or the fact we suppress technology to create clean energy that won't pollute. And uh, we don't talk about uh, carbon dioxide capturing, capturing technology, which if we had a Manhattan-style project, in probably a year or two we'd have a super uh, phytoplankton that would generate all the carbon capture and convert it to oxygen, which is good because the oxygen concentration of the planet's dropping from 21% to 19 So something bad is happening because we killed the benthic layer of the oceans and we chopped down the rainforest. So the carbon-oxygen cycle has been damaged, and that's probably more important than the amount of pollution we're producing is the amount of death we brought to the ocean benthic layer and the chopping down of the rainforest. So you know, we've got to look at other factors here, right? Well, absolutely. But I'm just uh, giving you the facts. Uh, we Right now, the Earth's temperature is well into the range that existed 120,000 years ago. And that was called the Eemian period. Right. And that was the uh, last time the Earth was warmer than it is now. And um, so uh, we're, we're back to then. And uh, he's saying that this... Uh, climate protocol that they came up with, keeping the temperature from rising above uh, 2 degrees centigrade, uh, it's, it's, 2 degrees is already dangerous. It's, uh, it was, 2 degrees is a little warmer than the period when the sea levels were 20 to 30 feet higher, and that's what yeah. he, he says I, we I, can expect. I, I think and, with people like Hanson, he hasn't got all the drivers and he doesn't have a non, non-linear computer model. And with Noah fiddling the data and uh, other factors that he hasn't taken into consideration. Uh, you know, if I could debate this guy, I can tell you, I would tie him up a knot saying, look, you know, you don't have data to indicate that it's just this issue. For example, all these proliferated nuclear reactors of post-geriatric are all releasing radiotoxins. We don't know how the radiotoxins screw up the ozone layer, and, of course, the ozone layer destroys the benthic layer of the oceans because ultraviolet light will destroy the phytoplankton, uh, Right. So, you know, well, there's a lot. what's there's happening a, is that the oceans are too acid now to grow uh, plankton. Yeah, but we plankton can make a, we can make a resistant form. I'm saying we can genetically engineer a resistant oh, form. Oh, you want to genetically engineer it? Genetically engineer a resistant form of phytoplankton that would survive the current oceans and generate a, a robust carbon oxygen cycle. See, I think it's a bigger deal what we're doing is damaging the carbon oxygen cycle than the actual amount of CO2 we're putting out. It's almost like taking a car and not servicing it and wondering it won't go 80 miles an hour. You know, it won't go 80 miles an hour because the engine's clogged up and you don't get pressure in your cylinder heads. And uh, the problem is that we're, we're now concerned that we better cut back on our carbon dioxide production. We need to bring the vehicle in for servicing and clean the cylinder heads or replace parts of the engine block. And the problem is we get people like Hansen who wants to get on his high horse and pretend because he's got all his qualifications or experience, he's some kind of super genius. Uh, one of the things that I do when I would say there's a court of law or in a scientific discussion is I ask enough questions. I have the incredible shrinking scientist or doctor. And it doesn't matter to me what specialty they are and how smart they think they are. I will ask enough questions. I will break them down to molecular form. And the problem is that and this is the biggest thing with scientists. They don't want to prove that something they previously proved and got their tenure as a professor uh, is wrong. Or they don't want to prove that their colleagues are wrong or that the thesis that they base their career on is wrong. And they don't want to be embarrassed about the level of ignorance of the whole community. 
Uh, I'm not afraid of that. I, I think that ignorance is where wisdom comes out of. We have to know how ignorant we are before we're actually going to figure this out and solve it. So I don't know anybody who's talking about genetically engineering phytoplankton or stopping post-geriatric reactors that are probably poisoning the upper atmosphere and chewing up the ozone layer. Because besides the acidic oceans, if you have high-energy ultraviolet light, which the sun's putting more out, and the ozone layer is considerably thinner, uh, you're going to fry the oceans, and the benthic layer generates 80% of the oxygen by converting carbon dioxide. So they got to start connecting these dots, but I don't see they do that. I, what I see happening is uh, uh, they want to make a political agenda like Igor and Leonardo DiCaprio and hang it on just CO2 when there's a lot more complex issues, like, for example, the Atacama Large Millimeter Array has shown there's a red dwarf star in the outer Oort cloud, 0.73 light years, and the gravity waves directly affect the nuclear reactivity of the inner planets or all nuclear reactors and the benthic and the coronasphere of the sun, so the sun is putting out less visible and infrared light and more X-rays and ultraviolet light. And uh, these gravity waves directly affect volcanism on the planet. And the problem is because we don't you know, develop nonlinear uh, computer models, uh, even in the imagination of these people, you know, like, for example, uh, Nikola Tesla could work out these models, nonlinear models in his head. He didn't need to build a model. I can do the same thing. And when I look at that, and I used to do Pascal nonlinear programming, what I see happening is people that pretend to have mastered a scientific area, and they've left out major drivers that they've never considered. And that's really concerning to me because, you know, uh, yeah, we need to transition to nuclear fusion. But if we panic and decide to kill uh, clean coal and other technologies, uh, we could kill the industry and uh, the second and third world will basically starve in the dark. Well, I, I agree that it's a very complex socio-ecological system. And um, uh, one of the things that they, some people uh, are, in, are in favor of what's called rewilding. And that means returning the wilderness back to its pristine state. Yeah, I know. That's, state. A, that's the World Watch Institute. That's the uh, Agenda 20, 20, uh, 2030. Uh, th- this is part of the what I call pseudo-environmentalism that I saw when I was working in the oceans with Greenpeace. I was one of the actual initial charter members over you know 40-some years ago. And what I say happening is the globalists were taking it over, and they were doing stupid things like spraying seal pups with red dye. And, of course, the orca whales would just see them through the ice and throw them up like an ordeer and eat them. And it was killing the seal pup population, and it was just one of many stupid things that... Uh, I saw the environmental organizations gradually being taken over by globalists and bankers. So um, I don't see Hanson as anybody other than a person with a big mouth, a lot of credentials, and not a hell of a lot to prove behind it that his model makes sense. Because he doesn't talk about these other drivers or the, you know, the destruction of the benthic layer. The thing that freaks me out most is the dead zones. If you go to some areas of the ocean, the oxygen concentration in the ocean is so damned acid, nothing can grow there, it's dead. You know, when they talk about benthic layers, it should be the most lively place on Earth. And, and there's 100,000 dead zones, some of them hundreds of thousands of square miles of dead water. Wow. And we wonder why CO2 is rising. Ha ha. <laughs> we shouldn't wonder. 
We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. NNARepublic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been... Peat bogs and uh, in Great Britain, I guess up in Scotland, perhaps, where they actually even built shelters them in the Icelandic people and the Vikings. They actually used peat as for making their peat bog homes, didn't they? Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I've seen believe, it in the. Uh, I believe this, that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peat, I see it actually in the documentaries that the that the peat bogs or the peat was actually used for places like Greenland to actually make homes, kind of like you know, buried underneath the peat, and they would put. Uh, the, and the peat actually would be like a excellent roofing and sidewall material, uh, providing you know good insulation. Yeah, over the centuries, uh, what happens is that this moss-like material gets compressed because every spring it creates a, 
a new uh, plant. And over the centuries, those became uh, very useful for, they would mine them and use them for fuel. Or like you said, they could use them, uh, they could dig down as in a, them. As a building material, and, yeah. As a building material. Yeah. Well, over uh, what they've been doing is they're seeing now that uh, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting so much rain, the uh, pea plants are expanding. And they're expanding outside their uh, original territory, whatever that means. You know, right. I mean, how far back did they go? 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years? And uh, so the way they control it is uh, they consider it a weed and they burn around the edges to keep it under control so it's right. only in certain areas. And uh, they do let their livestock go in there and graze, which keeps it down a little bit. But apparently, and we have been told that here in the United States, that with the rise in carbon dioxide, what we're going to see is we're going to see vines growing faster. And I see that on my own property. I have an ivy I cannot get rid of. It has just become so aggressive. So, um, you know, part of that is the CO2. I actually trained under a a botanist uh, almost 40 years ago who was one of the top in the world. And he proved if you raise the CO2, the plants grow like crazy, especially if you give them minerals in their soil. In fact, uh, the best way to grow super plants really fast is a mild hyperbaric chamber, 1.3 atmospheres with a thousand parts of carbon dioxide in the in the chamber, uh, or much higher than normal, which is way higher than 400 parts per million, but a thousand parts per million. And if you put the uh, Dead Sea minerals in the soil, those plants will grow like crazy. You'll get grapes the size of grapefruit. Yeah. So anyway, over what they're doing in Europe, like I said, they're using fire to control. Uh, the spread of this peat, and uh, the uh, unfortunately, what happens is then you're creating uh, carbon dioxide and methane, uh-huh. and uh, so they do, they don't want them to continue that. Now that's been a practice over there for hundreds of years. I mean, that's how farmers feed their animals, and that's you know that's how they keep their land from bec- becoming a peat bog. And uh, so there's quite an argument over in Europe now about uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to let these peatlands expand? They don't want them to use the fire anymore. Well, I would say, um, again, uh, genetic engineering. Engineering a uh, biologically controlling, say, fungus that will control the margins of the peat box. They could probably create some Uh, mental organism. I'm sure sure that there's uh, uh, something that could be done, yes. Yeah, there's some kind of, it probably already exists somewhere in the world. You just have to find out where it is or just tweak it a bit, and it'll control the peat bog so it doesn't go crazy. Okay, Bongaslaw Volcano in the Fox Islands, in the Aleutian Island chain, is uh, sending up an ash cloud that is above the uh, jet stream. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, would you like to do a show today, uh, a video show yeah. afterwards? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a show after the, after the program today, it's about an hour and a half. So sign up and live stream. You'll hear to see that live show. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral 
neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at NutriMedical.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, 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 truth. 